Hello, friends. You are listening to the Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership podcast, and this is Ruth Haley Barton here once again with my friend and colleague, Steve Weens, Senior Pastor of Genesis in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And we're offering you a special episode that's going to carry us from Lent into the highest holy days of our Christian year. We're entering into Holy Thursday and then Good Friday and then Sacred Saturday or Holy Saturday and finally on our way to Easter Sunday. And we want to talk today about this moment when Jesus is entering into the deepest, darkest days of his life here on earth and how we can accompany him in these days. And to get us into this conversation, we're going to read from Matthew 26, starting with verse 36, and Steve is going to read that for us. Um, We're going to be asking ourselves, how can we walk with Jesus and continue to learn from Jesus as we enter into these holy days? Thanks, Ruth. So this is from Matthew's Gospel, 26th chapter, verses 36 through 46. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and agitated. Then he said to them, I'm deeply grieved, even to death. Remain here and stay awake with me. And going a little farther, he threw himself on the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, let this cup Pass from me, yet not what I want, but what you want. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping, and he said to Peter, So could you not stay awake with me one hour? Stay awake and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Again he went away for the second time and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass until I drink it, your will be done. Again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, it is a part of our Christian tradition to ask the question at this point in our journey, how can we walk with Christ into these deeply meaningful days, these deeply difficult days, the most dangerous days of Jesus' journey, the most devastating days of his journey? And it's the tradition of the church that in this Holy Week, We set aside all of our other concerns, set aside other lesser priorities, and that we as Christians give ourselves more completely to worshiping Christ, to walking with Christ, to learning from Christ all that he wants to tell us in these days. And honestly, you know, we're probably a little bit tired at this point. Lent is oftentimes kind of a grueling season. Of course, we're also hoping that we've been experiencing some strengthening as well, um, given the fact that The angels came and ministered to Jesus in his own wilderness journey. But probably at this point, some of us are wishing we could just skip right to Easter. It's hard to think about moving into these days. And I remember a a quote from Barbara Brown Taylor when she once commented, I want to stop about a day short of following Jesus all the way. (laughs) Yeah. Because we are invited and asked 
to stay with Jesus. And this passage is already really poignant. It's always really poignant to me because Jesus is in his darkest hours, wrestling, sweating great drops of blood. He's wrestling with the will of God in his life. He's saying to God, is there any other way to do this besides me having to go through this horrific, violent death? And he and God wrestle it to the ground, and Jesus emerges from his prayer time, set in his mind and in his heart, intent on turning his face towards Jerusalem, where he will most certainly be crucified. But he emerges from this time of wrestling, and his disciples have fallen asleep. And that is the moment I want us to focus on right now, because there's this poignant statement, you know, that Jesus makes, could you not stay awake with me for one hour? And what Jesus is saying there is that he needs his companions. He needs his community to stay with him and be present to the pain, present to the complexity, present to the wrestling. He's asking his deepest, dearest friends to stay with him and to stay awake in these moments. And so there's a temptation here, Steve, right? There's a temptation here. What's the temptation? Well, you know, it's to fall asleep. And I almost put that in air Mm -hmm. quotes, of course, we can imagine it's late at night and these guys uh, are heavy. Their eyes are heavy with sleep. And I, I just mm-hmm. I just wonder, what does it mean to keep your eyes on something that's very difficult to see? I, I would rather turn away. I would rather numb out. I would, you know, these are all the metaphors for, or falling asleep is all a metaphor for all those things. Yes. Uh, We're experiencing war right now in the Ukraine. And, you know, it's hard to keep your eyes on the pictures of the children. And that is so true. I've, I've been thinking about that myself because it's, it's too much to bear for humans really. And yet somehow we must, we must stay present, but it's such a, a fitting example of how hard it is to stay present to painful realities that and and realities that we can't impact that we can't fix like you and I sitting in front of our televisions seeing the horrific images we're not yeah. able to, to impact it much which is part and of I, the pain it's part of the pain it really is here here we sit uh and i also wonder as much as we see beautiful glimpses of humanity from Jesus all all throughout the gospels this is him at his most human i mean he's mm-hmm. deeply grieving to the point of death and i wonder i just wonder was it hard for the disciples to see him that shaken mm-hmm. um and was that part of why they had to had to look away and 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 that's frankly how i translate falling asleep Yes, yeah. there was a real sense in which they probably did fall asleep. It was night. But when, in what ways do I turn my gaze away from that, which is very difficult to see, mm-hmm. especially as it relates to Jesus, my, my friend, my leader, my Lord? Um, mm-hmm. and, in what, and, and then what might it mean to keep vigil, to keep awake, to keep my eyes mm-hmm. trained on him knowing I can't save him from that. I mean, these disciples couldn't save him from anything, um, but they were invited to do something to keep vigil. And it was too hard for them. And that's a sober punch in the gut for any of us who claim to follow Jesus. I think. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so the temptation is to fall asleep or to numb or to escape or to turn our eyes away um, and to not want to accompany Jesus in the deepest parts yeah. of the journey, the most challenging parts of the journey. That That is a real temptation that probably many of us will have over the next several days is to distract ourselves, to look away, to go on as though nothing were happening um, in the life of the church and in the life of, yeah. of our uh, Christian calendar. Um, and it, there will be a kind of stamina that's needed to keep to keep awake and to keep walking with Christ during these difficult days. And I'm wondering, though, if maybe it's helpful to think about this as one expression of our discipleship, if you will. That's a word I don't use a lot, but I do like to use the word discipleship here because discipleship is learning, is walking with Jesus to learn from Jesus how to be like Jesus. That's Dallas Willard's Mm. definition Mm -hmm. of discipleship. And it seems like in these three days in particular, the invitation, if we can handle it, if we can say yes, is to walk with Jesus in these difficult days, to learn from Jesus how to be like Jesus and to stay on that journey with him. So in a way, uh, walking with Jesus in these three days in particular is an opportunity to deepen our discipleship um, because we're learning from some of Jesus' hardest experiences what it means to be a Christ follower. Amen? Yeah. Um, And then also it's an expression of friendship, and that's another way that I often think about it when I enter into these three days is that it's an expression of our friendship with Jesus, of our intimacy with Jesus to stay, to say, I'm going to stick with him till the end. And, you know, I've, I've thought oftentimes about experiences of funerals where it's the most intimate ones who stay mm-hmm. through the end mm-hmm. with the family, going with the body all the way to the cemetery. Um, yeah. Those who are not as close and is not as intimate, they go home at that point. They peel off. But those who are closest are the ones who finish the journey. And so it's an expression of our friendship and our intimacy with Jesus that we are committed to finishing this journey, to walking all the way through um, to the other side, walking with Jesus to learn from Jesus how to be like Jesus. And so this is part of our Christian tradition, um, is to be those who stick with Jesus and who keep vigil who walk all the way through the days and then keep vigil around the cross and uh, learning from Jesus, even in those moments, what it means to be a Christ follower, what the nature of the spiritual journey really is, and what Jesus wants to say to each and every one of us in terms of the application of this part of the journey to our own lives. And so it's a precious time. It's an intimate time. It's also a time when we are, to the best of our ability, engaging in what we call the Pascal Mystery um, that that mystery of our faith that we affirm when we're together, that Christ died, Christ was buried, Christ has risen, that that is the, the great mystery of our faith. And in these three days, we live in the mystery of our faith, the deepest heart and the deepest mystery of our faith. At our church, we... We proclaim the Paschal mystery every week leading into Eucharist, um, we say, therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. And some of the mystery of that is that that is what is true about the Christ. Christ did die. Christ did rise. And Christ will come again. But it's also the pattern of the universe. You know, it's the pattern of humanity. It's the pattern of that we will all go through. <laughs> we will die. That's right. And we will rise. Um, mm-hmm. And... 
and things die and and new things come and so in proclaiming the mystery and walking with Christ in this the very hardest thing we are allowing reality um, to crash into our our dreams of immortality and you know it, our inability to see past just today and to saying that um, the Christ will accompany us all the way through our darkest day too if if we can stay with him <laughs> and that's mystery you know like I don't even Oh, that sounds theoretical. And well, actually, he's going to stick big, with us, but... whether or not we're able to stick with him. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. right. I mean, isn't that true? Yeah. <laughs> we might fall asleep, but he's going to keep walking with us. Um, Thanks. Thank God yeah. for that. Really. Yeah. That's and that's the mystery. Um, there's such grace in that, and and there's even a grace, don't you think, Ruth? There's a grace in, in the invitation that he gives his friends. Sit with me, grieve with me, watch with me, wait with me. There's a grace in that that's very intimate, that's very vulnerable. Um, and to think that that's how Christ sees us is, is, is a movement for me. I mean, that, that moves me to say yes when I see how vulnerable it is. Um, well, and that's why we're going to take time on Good Friday to pray the Stations of the Cross because that is part of the tradition where we actually, in very concrete ways, pray the Stations of the Cross, walking the Stations of the Cross, praying, which means that we're interacting with Jesus the whole way along. And um, in the vigil that we'll keep at noon on Good Friday, we'll actually be guided to not just listen to the scriptures for what's happening at each station, but then to hear Jesus uh, speaking to us at each station, uh, to say something back to Jesus at each station, to have some silence at each station so that we can, in a very, very intentional way, walk with Jesus in his last steps on his way to death and then eventually resurrection. And I invite people to think about not just the big picture of our our physical human mortality, but also um, oftentimes we enter into this time with our own smaller deaths and dyings going on, our mm-hmm. own uh, smaller needs for surrendering to God and opening our hands and letting certain things die so that something new can come forth. And so even walking with Jesus with some of those things in mind can actually help us to live out the mystery of our faith in areas of our lives where we know that death and dying is happening and that we're needing to let the seed fall into the ground and die in order to bring forth much fruit, that we are actually walking it out and living out the pattern of our faith. And so we offer you encouragement to stay with it, to stick with it. Um, hopefully you can join us at noon on Good Friday, and we'll look forward to walking together with you. And here's a prayer that is often used to help us to enter into these particular days where we're walking with Jesus during the most challenging days of his life here on this earth. It's from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, whose most dear Son went not up to joy, but first he suffered pain, and entered not into glory before he was crucified, mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.